there's no reason to have this conversation and not have it all be recorded. Let's go. I mean, you could always chop it up after, right? That's how these things. No, 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 no. I just send it. <laughs> um, all right. Welcome to the the Creators Our Brands podcast. This is the show that discovers how storytellers are building brands online. I am your host, Tom Boyd, but no one cares about me. That's why I got Stephen Meller on the line today. You're so versatile when it comes to the type of content that you you create. Like you, you decide to start a Twitter. I feel like in two weeks, you already have a thousand followers on Twitter, right? Like you're popping off on on Instagram, and by accident, you're also popping off on on TikTok. Like you're 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 good at being adaptable adaptable to all these platforms. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you. But I'm curious, what's your intro? Give me your give me your little one liner intro for the podcast listeners. Uh, I am Steve Miller. I'm a content creator. Uh, came from the corporate world and wanted to build my own thing. Didn't want to you know slave over the nine to five anymore. Knew I could build my own business, make my own money and content creation was it. And, and right now you're, I, I know vanity metrics, like we don't want to focus on them too much, but just to add some legitimacy, uh, how many followers are you on, on Instagram? I think it's 185 K right now. 185 K TikTok. Uh, 120, 120 Twitter, uh, 2300. Let's go. Okay. It's not bad. And then your email list, you, you said it's around 17,000? Yes. So you've built uh, the, like a digital identity here around, uh, you know, just, just creating. And like a lot of your stuff is like probably more for content creators or more like from the like teacher point of view, more Education, educational yeah. type content. Yep. Yeah. A lot of educational stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of, of building, of learning. And I like to apply that because I, I think about myself five, six years ago, and I try to think about what tips would I want to know back then? What was I struggling with? Uh, if I had a perfect guide or mentor, what would they be teaching me now? So I try to put all that through and then mix it up with some, you know, creative ways of expressing like the sketches, like things that people aren't doing. It, they may not be the most algorithm friendly stuff, but... You know, yo, the the sketches though, right? Like, I feel like all content, like all, um, all engagements aren't e are made equal. Like, no. I feel like someone that is creating so the sketches, like that's actually a big one of the main things. So, if we're gonna give an overview of this show, like this episode, I want to talk about the sketches and then I want to talk about how you think about creating digital products because I personally want to create a digital product and I want to get some insights and uh, I'm sure my audience does about like how you think about digital products and like yep. maybe some tips for getting one started. Um, but the sketches, that's um, how I first came across your content. And immediately I was like, this guy is an authority on this. I saw it on TikTok, and then I went and I followed you immediately on Instagram. And this was a while ago at this point. And then since then, you and I connected, and you and I just, you know, every now and then, like probably every month, like once a month, we'll just like geek out about something in the DMs or like yep. voice notes. Just like, oh, did you see this? Did you see this? And like, we'll, we'll highlight like another creator. So like I'm excited that we're, we're actually recording one of these, these conversations Stoked. that we can geek out about and have people listen in on. But right? the sketches. Tell yes. me more about the, like the sketch. Like, like especially on TikTok, right? There's so much junk on there. Like a lot of the short form stuff is just spitting out junk. But like if, when you come across that, it's such like a thorough – like there's so many el elements – at play at once like there's 
there's like this like I I almost see it's like a left brain right brain connection where it's like I see the whole overview right I hear you explaining it and like I I I, I like I finish a a video like knowing a lot more than I did before that so like tell me like uh tell me why you think the sketches work uh and and what the difference is between how they work on TikTok versus Instagram Oh okay two part question um, Yeah 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 yeah. So I I'm think I make it complex <laughs> from the jump, bro. <laughs> I might I might need a reminder. Okay, so the sketches <laughs> yeah, from <so> a <laughs> the get go, I, I came out as a content as a carousel creator. So yep. I started out in 2019 making all carousels. Reels came out, and you have to adapt your style to keep up with the changes, right? So I was like, okay, well, how can I, you know, create art or, or create these ideas and get them out? Like I don't want to do talking head. That's not me. So, okay, well, sketches, it is, right? It was unique, people caught on. But I think it plays, like you said, the right-left brain. I'm a very visual learner. So if I could see somebody draw a map or draw something and illustrate it, I pick it up a lot quicker than I do just hearing about it, reading, or watching somebody, right? So I need to see stuff. So for me, it's a way for teaching myself the concept. So I'd sketch, a, sketch it a bunch of times. And I'm like, okay, well, I completely understand that now. Let me see if that's valuable. Put it out there, it hit. I'm like, okay, let me do another one. Put it out there, it hit. And it's just a snowball effect that made me keep making more sketches. Like whenever I see the sketch, it feels like I'm like sitting next to my buddy in class. And he's like, hey, man, like uh, this is how I would break this down. Like it feels like you're like yeah. just telling a friend that because everyone feels like they're doing the talking head angle now. So like when I scroll my For You page, like I just see a bunch of – bros trying to sell me on their marketing tips yep. and, and then like this it just seems so genuine authentic it's just like hey like hey quick tip and like here it doesn't feel salesy it just feels like hey i'm getting right into like the, the the nuggets so you we talked a couple weeks ago and you made a point of there was somebody else who recorded their screen because it was more authoritative they could understand like a web page on yeah. a screen it comes across more authority based right i think it's the same thing with the sketches, they could see it, they could actually understand, okay, well, this is the flow, this is how it works, rather than just watching a talking head, right? So I think that's a big piece of it. I will say it is a sacrifice, though, to not have my face in there because it kills sort of the brand building, the nurturing that you need to do for from putting your face out there. Um, and I tested this with Cameron Rosen's video, the icky guy one, and yep. I put him in the top right corner. And that video took off. I think that on TikTok has like 1.3 is my biggest 1.3 million biggest video ever. And maybe it had that to do with it, but seeing somebody talking it through and then also looking at the diagram was a nice little one-two punch. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that's good. I think, I think something that you could consider in the future, uh, cause I've stole some of your flow with the sketches. Uh, it's, you know, I'm trying to put my own Take spin it. on it. Um, Take it. trying to put my own spin on it. Right. Uh, but it, like, um, it, and it's also from Austin Hankowitz's conversation too. Um, the guy, the guy that I interviewed, he he specializes in like he's a finance creator, has like mm -hmm. five hundred thousand on TikTok and a lot on YouTube and, and Substack, and um, he uh, he was talking to me about this. He was like, "Yeah, man, like I just realized that like, um, I, I like to film. He like films his computer or he films like a headline in the finance world first. And like that's the first five to seven seconds. Yep. And then he cuts to himself. He's like because at that point like they're hooked on the concept. So something that you could do is maybe if you want to get your face out there a little bit more, maybe like make the whole like 30 second sketch 
and then find like you know maybe 13 to 17 seconds then it cuts to you for like one of those clips right yeah and then you just go back into it right and then it's like it's just like kind of like a it's kind of like a thinking out loud thing and then it cuts back into the script so now you're getting that FaceTime plus the authority oh I like it I like it I'm gonna have to try that in my next one yeah 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 totally um, so Okay, so the difference between you said in a DM too that they're not doing as well on Instagram. Why do you think that is? Yeah, the views drop about 80%. It's probably a couple of things. One, Instagram is in their own head right now. They're pushing smaller creators over big creators. So people with a huge following, unless they're super engaged already, they're not getting the push and the love from Instagram. It just is what it is, right? They're promoting smaller creators. But I think there's different ways so if you're listening and you have a if you have a small following what he's saying is like get on instagram right now yes yeah start sending those videos start building your own style test a whole bunch of different stuff yeah. and see what works and then just keep leaning into that yeah um but basically it's instagram is in a different mode right now they want a different type of content the sketches usually run 30 to 40 seconds, 45 seconds, and the drop-off rate is like 22 seconds. So people really aren't staying to get the full value of the sketches. Where in TikTok, it's actually another 10 seconds. So it's up to like 34 seconds, which is great, right? But they're different. And also TikTok is showing it to a whole new set of people instead of my followers. So it's new, it's fresh, it's something interesting to them. So the views go up, the likes go up, the follows go up. Um, yeah, it's just a different mode that Instagram is in right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I think that's the thing that's frustrating to some people um, on Instagram is that it's harder to kind of stay on top on, of what's working and what's and sort of what's not. Like, I, I yep. will say, like, the sketches, man, like, they really are, like, they're, they are, like, chock full of information that um, – that like it's harder to get from like you know the the typical you know pointing to the text videos yeah. and that stuff because like that stuff is way easier to duplicate but there's something about like your original handwriting like the way you frame it like the way you bring it all together that is very unique to like your style of teaching which if you have digital products right mm -hmm. like it um it, it's a good segue into into actually selling uh and, and so like i'm curious where has your email list came from the most was it is it more from TikTok or more from instagram no so it came majority majority from instagram and the easiest way to build it is honestly i was doing a lot of it in the carousels the 10 slide but even the call to actions inside your captions people undervalue captions right now and they're like oh don't post long form stuff don't post but you there's a certain way to set up your captions um to pitch your offers and you'd be surprised i did this just one single post got 300 downloads of my of my lead magnet so there's mm -hmm. 300 people added to from one post you do that 10 times right you're up to 3,000 people it's yeah. so there's a way you have to make a super valuable offer a super valuable freebie mine was i put 100 hooks captions and call to actions in a notion file and gave that away through gumroad so the caption was hey if you want better hooks for your content Go to my bio, click this link, go download it. It's free, right? That was it. Simple. Gave them a ton of value. They had a hundred hooks pre-written that they could use, you know, popped off, right? So then so, next month you build another product like that, so on and so promote forth. Promote that. 
Now, mm-hmm. now let's talk about those hooks. Well, one, yeah, let's talk about those hooks. Uh, okay, similarities <laughs> between hooks for across content types. So let's say a tweet, a carousel, and a sketch, right? Yep. Are there similarities there, or like how do you think about them differently? So you have, first line? yeah. So you have to understand what the goal of the content piece is. So True. I talk about a content funnel all the time where you keep your short form videos, your reels, whatever at the very top that's for reaching engagement, not really selling or educating, right? You keep your carousels or in my case, those longer form sketch reels as educational pieces. Those are there to nurture your audience, build connection, right? And move them into, okay, stories, DMs, etc. So first start out with what the goal is. And once you know the goal, then you can start designing the hook around that, designing the okay, well, is this going to be a really quick hook? Is this going to, you know, give them seven tips that they could just take away and consume information? Or is this actually going to be a hook that's going to teach them something to move them further down the funnel? Does that make sense? That does make it, sense. It's, it's a little complicated, but again, visually, if I had a sketch here, I'd just show you, okay, just yeah. do this for this. This is your goal with this content piece. I might just have you turn the you know, podcast into a sketch. Uh, yeah, oh, that'd be great. Little, <laughs> you know, little thumbnail of me and, the, and then a yeah, screen yeah. share of the sketch. Um, no, okay. So, so the, the, yeah, the first, let, let's, let's, let's talk about like a sketch. So like, let's say the first five seconds you're, you're teaching people about, um, retention time for reels or something like mm-hmm. that. Like what would like, what's a hook there? Like, wh- like what do you want? What information do you, are you going to try to share? And, and is it the same as the text that I'm seeing on the screen? Cause I've seen people that like, sometimes it'll be like different. So you have to, your brain has to connect the dots. Like there's yes. like two 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 things coming at you that you have to put together so not to get too far into jargon but you have to worry about you know cognitive load right so how much are they trying to process when they're looking at this stuff like how easy can you make it to consume I'm trying to overwhelm them right don't you, <laughs> right you want to do the complete opposite of overwhelm you want to make it stupid simple right and if you understand that a lot of people browse with their audio off you know i've heard a metric recently it's 60 percent. but the way i would start this out is like austin would right i would take a piece of data that says, okay, well, content creator market is going to be 38 billion, blah, 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 right? Something that they can prove instantly mm-hmm. because once you build trust, then they're hooked for the rest of the rest of the way down, yep. right? The rest of the piece of the content. So find something that is trustworthy that they can believe right out the gate because if they're questioning it, man, they're going to skip, right? Yep. A lot of how-to stuff to start that out would be good. Yeah, so so I maybe an example there is like you provide something that like shows the opportunity in the, the content creator market and you say but none of that matters unless you can get someone to watch your whole video. This is how. This yep. is what on on TikTok this is what's valued. Is is that 100% and yes, 100% and I would go kind of what you're going to get from this video. Yes, you have to match the hook with the payoff too. So if you give somebody a great hook, get them into your content, but it's all fluff or clickbait or you bait and switch them, you're going to lose them as a customer, as a follower. Yeah. You know, they're going to unfollow you. So you have to make sure that the next line or whatever is the payoff. What are they going to get out of this piece of content in exchange for watching it the whole time or or reading it? Right. So something that I did the last few months was I studied and followed all sorts of copywriters on Instagram. I mean, on on um, Twitter and LinkedIn and just rifle through their stuff. Because when you realize that creating short form videos, creating carousels is all copywriting, you start understanding, okay, well, these are the frameworks they use. These are the hooks they use. The whole point of, you know, bullets, carousels is to get you to read the next slide. 
Same thing with the reel. You want to get them deeper into the reel or the short form video, you know, three seconds, five seconds. How do you get them to 10 seconds? How do you make them stay to the end? Right. And those are all copywriting principles that you can use inside your content. Yes. Yeah. Copywriting is a tremendous skill to, to have, like, even if you don't want to be super thorough at it, like, like spend a week or like a, you know, a month or three days, just like scouring the, the, you know, the best YouTube videos, the best podcasts on that topic and just start practicing because I found that applies like to whether you're writing videos, you're writing tweets, yep. you're writing sales page, you're writing emails, like, like there's principles in there that, that could help you frame your content in a way that captures and keeps attention. It's all writing. And even if you want to go so far as thumbnails too, spend the majority of your time, like Mr. Beast came out and he, he put out a quote out there that he spends more time on his thumbnails than he does anything. He yeah. tests more thumbnails than he does anything. And the majority of your time should be spent on getting people to actually stop their scroll, read or watch your content for the first few seconds. That's where you should spend like 80% of your time worrying yeah. about the hook and getting people into it. Because if you can't stop them, they're not going to watch. Yes. Even just coming up with short form content, it, it, it's like a focusing activity where like you have to like take all of your ideas and like how do I get this in? a 25 second video that will connect with someone. A lot of that is just editing it, editing, like cut it out, cut it. Does, does this need to be in the video? Does this need to be in the video? So when you're making the sketches, how long, like just like to, to show that you're human, like, <laughs> like, like, like how long does like a, like one of those sketch videos take? Because I did one the other day and I swear it took me like three hours and like it was ass. Like I'm like, I'm like, this is why I just, go in my car and just I say off the top of my head like my ideas because when I'll try to you know actually do the sketch I kept messing up that's so fun. so not not to poke fun or laugh but like I literally spend maybe 45 minutes on two or three sketches so like I'll do one of these yeah. if it like focuses and that took me 20 minutes and then the majority of the time it's filming it getting my words right making sure the audio is clean and chopping it up so Within an hour and a half, I could have three videos pumped out. The structure for making those videos, do you have sort of the outline for what you want to say and then you draw it or you draw it and then sort of write the script to what you just drew? No. So everything I do comes from a 10 point bullet list, right? I use the a copywriting principle again, ADA and grab the attention, build interest, desire. Okay. Call to action. So everything comes in my notes. I'm out at a coffee shop and getting lunch. I'm in my notes constantly. They're just writing down. Okay. Well, here's the topic. Ideas. Yeah. Here's the idea. Okay. What are 10 bullet points and what's the call to action? So I'll go through and I'll have 50, 60 notes of how can I turn this into a sketch now? How can I turn this into a thread? How can I turn it into a carousel? And it all stems from that 10 point list. What and once you get point? into the habit of like writing this stuff, what is on that 10 point list? What do you mean? I, like, it's it's a hook. Okay, well, what's the double hook, the second one? Because in carousels, if you miss and don't engage with the first time you see it, it's going to show you the second slide. So you ne almost need like a second hook and a piece of value and the payoff and what they're going to get. And okay, well, here are, say it's a list of, you know, seven apps that I use for Instagram. I'd come up with a hook. Hey, blah, blah, blah. The second one would emphasize that hook and provide the payoff. Then it'd be three through nine are going to be those seven steps or whatever. And then the Got last it. one's going to be a call to action. What is your, your go-to call of action? Like, are you saying download my stuff or are you saying just follow? It depends on the goal of the piece of content. Again, download that free guide I have in my bio. Shameless plug. Um, but yeah, yeah. Where, where is that? <laughs> what's the bio? Like, what's the site? At, at the stephenmeller.com. Cool. Um, 
so download that, but it depends on the piece of the content. So if I'm going for more engagement, for more shade, for more saves, that's going to be the call to action. If I want to get you to download a product or it's going to say, DM me the keyword hooks and I'll send you my guide. Right. Okay. Let's say, let's say, um, let's say it's someone that has an account with 8,000 followers. Uh, and they do primarily talking head videos and they want to get to 10,000 followers. <laughs> what should that person, I don't know anyone like that, but what should that person's call to action be? Mm, so I would focus on getting distribution. So I would identify 10 to 20 accounts that are the next level up and I would treat it not like an engagement group, but I would be a fan of their content. So I would go rep their stuff, like their stuff. Um, and these are people maybe at 20,000, 30,000. Um, I would do that for one strategy and go out and, you know, law of reciprocity applies here. So you're going to yep. go out and spend time with them. You're going to create valuable content that they would want to share to their audience. Right. So that's one. Um, then I would work on shortening up my content. Maybe it's finding a way with original audio clips that go viral, something that is easily shareable, something that people would want to use mm -hmm. the trending audio for. Um, so there's two. I wouldn't focus so much on building an email list to a paid product. I'd focus on either driving it to a newsletter or getting a free download for how to start a podcast. Interesting. Or a tool list and a yeah. checklist for... Yeah. You know, here's the setup you use. Here's the budget setup you could use for starting your own podcast. Here's all the software I use. Go get it. Yeah. I put it in a notion guide. Go, go download I, it on Gumroad. Tell me, tell me if you think this would be a good freebie. I actually thought of this one today. I get questions about, you know, how do I come up with questions for guests on my podcast? Mm -hmm. And my answer is I don't, I, I, I create an outline and I create an outline about like the one or two things I, I want to learn that my audience might want to learn too. And then I find five things that would lead them there and then in between those five things i just write bullet points they're almost like thought start starters they're not mm -hmm. questions and i essentially could like make that as like a template and i was going to say you could also plug that inside your content even show notes say hey you can get the show notes you can get the templates you know i made these prepackaged five whatever questions you could ask yeah. in your own podcast right so you're building people love templates you're building plug and play people love templates you know i love templates <laughs> plug and plug and play information that they could just take copy paste and, and put it into theirs and go okay well this is what i'm going to do these are the questions i'm going to ask i get a live coming up maybe it's instead of a podcast because it's a bigger step maybe you talk them through okay well this is how to treat a uh, live like a podcast and start building your way up and here use this format for this i like that i like that now do you think um let, 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 i mean let, let's just talk about my, like product ideas for for my account should i have a product in mind before i make that like a like a freebie yes start with a product reverse engineer it back so creators are brands so maybe you're talking about here's a template here's pre-scripted dms and emails that you could send to your favorite brands to get um brand oh, just copy and paste plug yes them here. copy yeah. here's 10 20 of them that i've used and here's the results build it like a mini case study Go download these. You can get them and you plug them in every single episode where you talk to a creator. Can I tell you what I've been running into? I have a bunch of ideas for like a pricing product, like a pricing mm -hmm. course, like how to price brand deals. Fundamentally, I, I think you shouldn't spend that much time on getting brand deals. Like I think productizing like you is like the ideal creator brand. Like I think brand deals should be part, like can be mm -hmm. complement it. So like, that's my thing. I was like, I don't want to build this whole brand where like I'm directing people to buy this product that I don't like, 
I don't even know how much time they should be spending on this. Like this, this is good information to know. I that's why I veered away from a product like in like the pricing for brand deals category because like part of me is like I think the most important thing someone can do is make better content, build your audience, have them come to you, and when they're come to you, maybe I don't know, maybe there's like a template for like talking about price that like could lead to something in that space, but it doesn't have to be exactly landing brand deals. Like how do you, how would you think about that? Why not diversify your products? When I first started my account, I was giving out UX design templates, right? That completely pivoted to what I'm doing now. So there's no reason why you couldn't launch, okay, well, here's a pricing sheet for brands, uh, for getting brand deals, right? And then you're going to start slowly rolling out your other stuff, right? Maybe you want to launch your own podcast course, who knows? But it's it's okay to keep these offers flowing. You, you're not set into one offer for a set period of time. Yeah. Well, also true is like, so this is the way I was thinking of it. Like if I create a freebie that attracts creators who are getting brand deal opportunities, right? Then that's the type of person that has an audience that in the future would be interested in a podcast, would be interested in like other things, like other creator products that I could make for them. 100%. So you have to understand, okay, well, what's your value ladder? Russell Brunson talks about this all the time. You have a value ladder, you have your freebie, your low ticket, mid ticket, high ticket and whatever. And a lot of people treat it as, okay, well, here's a giveaway to get them into my system. Here's a workshop for 50 bucks. Here's a course for $300. Here's a one-on-one -on -one coaching for $3,000, right? And so you just work your way up and what package are you, and what problems are you solving to get people to that point to where they're paying you a high ticket. You must be solving a big value problem for them. Um, but maybe if they can't afford that high ticket, you have these other things that they can work with. They can go buy a $300 course, or they can attend a workshop for 50 bucks and see if it's really for them. So what what is your business breakdown right now? Like do you, is, are brand deals part of it? Or are you mainly like your income is through, through products that you create? So I do probably 90% through products I create, uh, about 80% through products I create, and uh, the other one is done for you services. So I've actually worked with a few brands um, to set up their funnels, to set up their systems, to set up their content strategy. Uh, brand deals are very few and far between, um, mainly because I don't want to take on that many gigs and just have my feed full of brand deals. I'd rather have all the content focused on my offers or educating or in helping other people get yeah. to the next level. You know what I ran into, especially with short form content is like, I started to get brand deals and it was cool. Like I was making like some good money. I was probably charging more than market rate. Um, and then I realized I like stopped, like I started thinking about my content in a way like too much, like too much obsessing over what future brands might think of my content when they mm. see it and if they'd want to pay me. So then I was like thinking of my content in a way that I had other bosses that didn't even, I, didn't, I wasn't even working with yet. And then it got me in my head about my content and then I wasn't having fun doing it. Then mm. I got back to just. Um, you know, I, I'm back to a point where I'm, I'm really enjoying the process because I've like, I'm like, no brand deals aren't my business strategy. They will be cool if they come. And like, at this point, I'm like, it, like the, I have gotten some opportunities that they were like, Hey, like we want the style of content you are creating now. So like in, I was overthinking it. Like I didn't need to like, like I was creating with like corporate corporate minds corporate structures in mind right like and that's not a good way to create your own content like the my whole point was like i like expressing my ideas and i like helping creators then i realized then i was like all i'm making now is like i'm trying to look good to future brands and i just didn't like the way that felt 
hundred percent. We didn't get into this game to have multiple bosses. Yes. Right? So that and like and I also realized that like the real goal is to like create your own product, your platform, newsletter. I, I like the newsletter strategy, and I think that that's probably where I'm going to start. Where mm-hmm. it's it's a newsletter directly towards people that have have built like modest followings and want to figure out how to monetize their following. So that can be brand deals, that can be products. I think I want to highlight like creators business models and mm-hmm. use the newsletter to do that almost like like as a journalist like all right based off of their breakdown like this is like you know this is how they're getting leads this is this is what they're selling like this is and like a lot of these people now on twitter they tell you exactly what their business model is so like yep. i can just kind of cherry pick what they're already talking about there, there's so much great information out there on how to build this stuff and the thing that is holding everybody back is they're not executing on it or they're listening to too much information from like 17 different people and they're trying to like cherry pick their own strategy together. So just follow one and lean all into it. Try it for six months a year and see how that works out. And I'm sure yeah. you'll find the similar results to what they had, especially at your size. So, so, so with your 80, 80%, you said around 80% comes from your products. Is it one yep. product or multiple products? That is multiple like your products. Main seller. Yeah. So I have, um, some low ticket stuff, you know, freebie guides, whatever that have templates built into them that they could buy. Uh, there's two courses out that I have, and I did a cohort based one earlier in March. That was pretty nice. So it depends on the offer and I want to start rolling out more to make it more, um, diversified. So I'm not just like the Instagram growth guy. It's okay. We're going to talk about content. We're going to talk about, you know, creating these digital products, a complete workshop to to take you from idea all the way through published uh, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so, okay. Let's like, at what point, right. Should a creator start thinking like, like, is it, is it too early to start thinking about a digital product? Like, is there a time where you should be focusing on, your your audience and distribution like at what point they should uh an instagram creator start thinking about selling a digital product let's say like a hundred dollar price point so i think you should definitely set the foundations up early Uh, i was talking to another creator that i helped back in october he had two thousand followers then now he's up to sixty five thousand um but he set up his the fundamental stuff like okay i'm gonna capture an email list i'm gonna have this free guide or maybe it's a $20 guide, a $10 guide to just start getting people into the habit that, okay, well, I do have products to sell, get used to clicking on this stuff. Here's where I provide information. And now he's at 65 doing huge brand deals and has another product that's launching pretty well. So it's, you have to set up the, the foundations early, even if you're not pushing the stuff, you understand, okay, well, this is the, the system that I need. And then you could just implement it after. Cause the worst thing is maybe one of your videos go, goes viral. You start growing like 30,000 followers in a month and you're looking back going, I just missed all that opportunity because yep. I didn't have it set up. Yeah. Okay. All right. So tell me, a, <laughs> let's go into it. Product ideas. What if I were to, like, if you were to coach me on like what product I should sell my audience for a hundred dollars, what would it be? Nothing. You should sell it for more than that. <laughs> um, no, I'd price for, especially for your size with the audience and uh, the podcast, and especially on TikTok, at least 150, right? It's it's in that, you know, impulse buy wheelhouse. People know that. Um, but knowing your brand, I would do it 
value based on getting brand deals. One, because you already have this podcast, you already talk all about creators and brands. Yep. Um, something in that frame, like, okay, we're going to help get you three brand deals in the next 90 days. And then you could like say the value, the value of that is going to be, yes, always have a constraint in there because if they don't know the payoff and then if they don't know the payoff there, you're going to lead them down a road where, you know, this is going to take them too long. They're not going to complete yep. it, et cetera. Right. So you're going to get them three brand deals in the next three months. Okay. There's a constraint there. So it's going to go through, okay, well, here's how you should, you know, align yourself. Here's what you should do to get the brand's attention. Um, here's the, the DM templates you're going to take. Here's how you're going to pitch. Here's the product ideas, uh, videos that you could do. Here's some concepts. Um, and then you're going to price it at $150, $100, whatever, um, and send it out to your audience. And the value is, okay, well, you're going to get these brand deals and they could be 500 bucks a piece. So you're going to make $1,500 on a $200 investment. So it's in their mind, they're already getting more value if they just stick with the plan. What if, what if, so like one of my principles, I just did a pricing episode and one of my pricing principles was you shouldn't charge less than $500 for a brand deal. Yeah. And, and like, I genuinely believe that. Like, I don't care how big your following is. I, cause I feel like if you, if you can't charge that much, you should focus on building your audience yep. because like after, like after taxes, after the back and forth, all of the stuff, like, like the edits, like you spend so much time with, for this $500 that like you could have spent or like less than $500 that you could have spent building your audience. So like, what if my course was like your first $500 brand deal or something like that? Like, yeah, easy. You, you could do a workshop, you could do something for $79.97 that, cause the value yeah. is already five X. Let me know. How do I, maybe, maybe for anyone that's listening to this, episode, we're launching like, it right now. <laughs> should I put a link? Like, how can I like have someone like vote to like say if they would buy that or not? Like how how can I validate this for anyone that's listening? Like I'll put a link in the description. You'll see. I don't know what it's going to be, but it, it'll you can decide if this is the course that you would invest in. Hundred percent. I think that's because you're giving somebody. Okay, well this is attainable. Five hundred dollars, especially if you anchor price with. Okay, well here's some brand deals that I've worked with people who have gotten. Right, you could keep yep. them hidden and say, "Okay, this person got five thousand dollar brand deal with an audience size of four thousand, uh, forty forty thousand <laughs> people." Right, and you list out the information and put it right in front of their face, and also use case studies and bullet points of, "Okay, well here's the creator market, here's the brand market, here's what brands are paying." You load them with so much value and truth, like real life stuff that they could see. Okay, well here's the value of it. This course is only forty five minutes an hour, and I get to make my first five hundred dollars. It's a no brainer to pay. 97 bucks. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is, this is a thing that, that I run into is like, okay, I know how to do it, right? Like I know how to do it at this point because I've worked as a freelancer for, for 10 years, right? Like I, I've worked with brands in, in different capacities for a while. Like I know how to have the conversations. Um, and I know how to talk like, like when it comes to like you know selling creativity when it's selling a sponsorship like whatever like i'm good at that um and i don't like i but like part of me is like i don't know how to productize it right like like i'm like i don't actually know my pro like my process it's kind of intuitive so i think i like how do you, and i feel like a lot of people like when you know maybe someone that's been podcasting for a while or like you know getting brand deals for a while like how do you go about productize productizing your process like is 
there anything you think about when you're making products to like actually create the curriculum? It's a deeper conversation, but basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same principles. Go, as go buy his stuff. Go buy his <laughs> stuff. But no, 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 no. It's it, it would take a much longer to like get into yeah, all yeah, this. Yeah, but yeah. Give me the high level. You want to build MVPs. You want to build MVPs and then iterate. Because okay, when so I was start in small, when I was in game design, so me and my buddy made our own video games on mobile apps, on iPhones, whatever. Um, but we had products that you could buy in in the app, like subscription-based products. So you'd go out and we made 150 characters for this one game. We only needed to make 10. We could have launched with 10. It took us eight yeah, months to build and those. and added on. Yeah. So if you understand, okay, well, I don't meet, need to make 150. I could just make 10, launch it now, and then next week, two weeks from now, launch another set to get people back into the flow. So you have to understand, okay, MVP, what is the minimal viable product that people will pay for? What do they Start need? there. What, what, they what are the need? essentials? What can I teach in 45, 60 minutes that's going to get them a result? One result. You don't want to teach them everything that you're going to overwhelm them. So boil it down to, okay, well, I'm going to teach you how to get a $500 brand deal. Here's the seven-step process, and you're going to go you know, send your 10 DMs, and you're going to land three of them. That's the goal, right? And you're going to pay me 100 bucks to do yeah. it. And at the end, you're going to walk away with 1500 if all goes well, if you follow this process. Yo, and I right. also have a bunch of testimonials already from friends who I've helped get brand deals. Yep. Easy. I mean, you should write this tonight. I would go and whiteboard this <laughs> and start like, okay, well, here's what I we're like going to do. It. And then honestly, to get your head out of it, I would go hire somebody on Upwork, on Fiverr, whatever, to just build out your slides. Yeah. And then when I talk to you on Saturday, I'm going to say, hey, are you, are you recording <laughs> this course yet or what? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, that. That's I'll hold a, you to it. Yeah, yeah, that, that will. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then, I like where you're. I like this. I like this. See, guys, like, and that's what our conversation, like, that's what our DMs are about. So I'm, I'm really stoked about this conversation. I'm gonna put a link. I'm gonna put a link to validate this. Click the link in the in the description of this podcast to to vote. You, uh, you, you made a good point about pricing. Um. Like when you think about products, like because I know that you're experimenting with a couple different things. Like you mentioned that there might be a subscription in the future. Um, like how do you like? There's like twenty seven dollar products that you played with. There's like three hundred dollar. Then there's like cohort. Like what is each tier of products? Like because I feel like some like a twenty seven dollar product. Like that is that like almost like a lead magnet for a bigger product tell a novice like like how you think about like pricing your products so i like to think of it in tiers again reverse engineer everything okay well i want to have um i personally don't want to do a like a, a mentorship but i want to sell courses right i want to have three or four different courses well what are the workshops or the takeaways the templates that they can use and then what's the freebie underneath that that can get their awareness, get their email. So we can nurture, we can chop it up in email. Um, I can give more value if it's for you. Cool. If it's not cool, but I, that's how I break it down. I go, okay, well, what is the ultimate end goal that I'm going to sell? It's course. Then I'm going to have some sort of template or some sort of workshop in there as the mid tier. And then the freebie is going to be, you know, what can get them an instant result today if they read it in the next 10 minutes. Instant result. Yeah. It's almost like the, the immediate, like, even when you said the hooks, like, I think any creator um, would be interested in that. Like, ha like, oh, he's, he's, yep. my man, my man successfully has built all of this, like, th this, this, this platform of content, and these are a hundred of the hooks that he's used. Like, uh, th that's like an immediate, like, no-brainer download. Yep, yep, and you have to be careful too with 
uh, maybe we save this for podcast part two, but with your, you're attaching email flows to this and you're attaching sequences because you don't just want to let them fall off the cliff of, okay, well I got my freebie and then I never talk to them again. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you have to build that nurturing system in, even if it's one, two, three emails to say, Hey, hope you got value here. Hey, have you checked out these hooks? These are my five favorites. And Hey, by the way, here's a way you create a way you could use the call to actions in that guide. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, you'll next, you'll hear from me in my newsletter. And I got a just question. To something to close the loop. I got a question for my product. Should I niche it down more and say sponsorships for your podcast? To is- me, it's harder to start a podcast, but it depends on who your customer is. Okay. So maybe it applies to podcast. Why not? Why not do both? Yeah. Why not tier your products? Because if you have multiple people looking at you, say your Ooh, TikTok maybe that's audience. Like a bonus. Say like your TikTok like audience specific- is all about. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I like this convo. I, I, this is why I like the podcast. It's free consulting for me and my audience. Yes. <laughs> but well, well, Stephen's links are going to be linked below too. So go subscribe to his free stuff, his pay stuff, uh, and 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 definitely definitely like get into his world because uh, he will give you the outline and the structure to connect with an audience so you can build your own product. Now, what is like? Let's talk about. Let, let's 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 wrap this up with three things that you wish you would have known before making digital products. Mm. So trust is number one. Um, if you don't do a good job, lucky for you, you're on TikTok, you're on Instagram, you have the podcast, you're building your voice, your authority. Um, me, I grew up in the carousel world, so there was no voice. There was no presence. I didn't have my face on there. Um, so my part out the gate, especially without doing the email nurturing was a little bit tougher. But if you're constantly on video, if you're constantly on audio and podcasts and people can understand and hear and, and trust you and because they fall in love with your voice and how in your teaching style. Right. So that's number one. I would at least get my voice out there, jump on stories, get your audio out there, jump on podcasts, go live with people and build that section up. Even though it doesn't get the views, you got to do it for nurturing your community. Right. Yeah. So that's number one. Um, number two, I would. Again, take that previous tip. I would build a MVP and then iterate after. Solve yep. one thing. Don't go out like I did and make a five-hour course. It's insane. You're you're expecting so much from people to to watch that five-hour course that they're never going to complete it. You want to keep it tight, 30, 45, 60 minutes. Get them to a skill or something that they could use and get immediate value from. You're going to get more testimonials, more reviews, more success, more recommendations. And, and it'll be a feedback loop for what you need to add into that product in Correct. the future. So people will tell you. They'll say, hey, like I got up to this point, but like what about this? And then like, yep. oh, cool, there's another lesson. Yep. And also another way to do it is when I was first starting my course, I ran a five-day challenge, right? There was no bump offer at the end to say, okay, well, you're going to get pushed into my main thing. I just did it as a feedback loop to say, okay, here's the concepts for the products I have. Let's see where the sticking points are. Recorded it all. Got 500 people in a Facebook group. Got their feedback. Got testimonials. It was awesome. Helped make the success of my actual product launch that much better. So use these. Use friends. Use small groups. Get you know a small free yeah. workshop and get get some feedback and understand, go back and watch the video and understand where the sticking points are, where people are getting caught up because it really puts another lens on your content when you see it through somebody else's eyes. Maybe get one person that you just go through the process with and and do some one-on-one coaching that you turn into that product. Yep. Okay. uh, Then what, what is, who is someone 
is there are there any creators out there that make courses that you just admire their approach um i have to say so just justin walsh has a great one out there with, with the content with what he's doing on twitter and linkedin the, the content os the content os that's a great I purchase one. that that's a, that's a really good course um jk molina has a good one uh jack butcher i actually bought his one dollar one which is yeah really loaded up it's surprisingly. really good i'll link yeah. that i'll link that you know you know i got him um uh, 65 68 affiliates with that oh. one by talking about that on on uh on so i got the one dollar five cents from each of those dollars <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Breaking it in. So, but, but i was it was like an experiment like like I genuinely, the way I see it is if I would tell a friend about it, which I do, like if I come across someone's like product, I, I share it to friends, I text in friend groups. I'm like, then that, that's a content for me. So I was like, I'm curious like how yeah. this can convert. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it, uh, it, 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 it was funny. Cause like, oh, people were like, oh, he's definitely banking in on promoting this. I'm getting 25 cents every time someone gets it. Like, yeah, I'm cleaning up. <laughs> and the, the last one I want to plug is Michael Janda. So he has two courses that are, they're pretty heavy, but they're basically agency in a boxes. So if you wanted to start like a freelance agency or web design agency, I think the man put in like 10 hours of video and like 200 lessons with all his templates. Cause he ran a huge agency and he loads that thing up and you could watch each one of those and go through the process and launch your own agency. Once you get through the course. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty in depth. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a nice course. I'll tell you, as a consumer, I really enjoyed Jack uh, Justin Welsh's because it was only sixty minutes. Like yeah. I was like, like you know, we we got kids, got full time jobs, got like side hustles. You know, like I don't want to watch a ten hour course. Like they don't like if I can it. if I can you can get me a result and like and like problem solve for you know a project I'm working on in sixty minutes. Like. That is more enticing than a ten. Like I probably won't buy a ten. Like 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 that. That's just not exciting to me. But I. So I think for anyone out there that's thinking about it, like it doesn't need to be this grandiose project. Like it can be like a like a like a like a a skill within a skill that you're teaching about. Like it doesn't yep. have to be the entire thing. It, you bring up a great point, and I'll end on this too. I was actually thinking of blowing up my grand blueprint course up it's that's the one that was five hours taught you instagram everything in and out right but it's i wanted to blow it up into okay i'm going to segment it here's a reels part here's a carousel part here's a yep. you know win the dms part here's an algorithm and hashtag part and break it up into four or five different things here's a stories course like micro courses yep. that all like voltron they all form into one right you could buy it as a bundle but you could buy the individual ones for like 100 bucks a piece depending on what you need yeah so a la carte your course my dude um, i might do that let me know if you want me to do that too yeah 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 let him know on twitter that's where that's where you can or, or, or let him know yeah, like, where, where's the, like if someone wants to engage with you is it the is it comments on instagram or twitter uh it's twitter i think my my comments get flooded too much and i don't really get the notifications yeah. but twitter cool. um chop it up there all right all right hit him up on twitter and and tell him if if you would be down uh into that um, Stephen, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Um, again, let, let's let's plug your stuff. The Twitter uh, website is the the Stephen Meller. You can go to stephenmeller dot com, or you can go to Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at the Stephen Meller. Amazing. 
Thank you for the free consulting. Hundred um, percent. I'm holding you to it. I want to see you launch this like next. Yeah, week. we're 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 gonna, we're gonna launch this. We are gonna launch this. And if you guys hate it, you can blame Steven. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. Uh, yo, thanks for being on the show again. If you like this show, please share it. Please, uh, uh, please send it to a friend. Um, you know, th this is such a fun project. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like it's like a master course every every single episode. Uh, so please, you know, send it to a friend that might be interested in this content as well. And have a fantastic day, Stephen. Thank you for being on the show.